Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 163. It is me, your host, Evan. We are still waiting on Gabe, but we will give him some time. We have Luke Negron back on the show who ran for the House of Representatives out of Pittsburgh to talk about the insanity, which is the current state of the election. Luke, thanks for coming back on. How you been? Hey, Evan. I am doing really well, man. How are, how are you? <laughs> um, I was having a heart attack. I thought Gabe might have been murdered. I tried calling him for about 15 minutes and he did not answer, but he finally picked up. So he'll be with us in a minute. Um, hey, you never know, man. In, in times like this, I feel like I do need to go public saying right now, Luke Negron did not commit suicide. Uh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, and so, so, and I'm sure that the same is true of Gabe. So, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm late here, man. I've been working and, and making phone calls and I completely lost track of time. It's all right, man. It happens. Listen, everything's been super hectic for the last week now, even and maybe even longer, you know, with leading up to the election. But yes. you know, as, ever, as everyone knows, there's been a lot of issues with this election, not only with just presidential ballots, but I wanted to let you open up with um, we saw some uh, some messages that you weren't actually on the ballots in your own district. That's correct. And so these messages uh, are, are being vetted and investigated right now for for um, for evidence and for the truth behind, you know, the, to find the man behind the curtain and see exactly what's going on. Why I have to find out why I've received multiple multiple claims every day since Election Day, starting at about 5 a.m. on the night of elections um, up until today. We, we've consistently received more claims of people saying that my opponent's name was present on their ballot and mine was not it is the long and short of it and we can we can dive into to more details but that's <clears throat> that's really where we stand right now pretty wild stuff um and, and you know i people always the, the first thing that i'm asked especially from people on the left i had a reporter reach out to me on an email is well are you saying that that you know this is the reason that that you're losing right now and i say losing because only 83 percent are, are of the votes are reported via wpxi um, but uh, I say, no, look, look, this isn't about me flipping over the table. This isn't about me claiming victory. This is actually a lot bigger than that. I would be shocked if the reason, the sole reason I'm losing is because of fraud or error. But this is about whether or not this was ever a legitimate election to begin with, not only locally, but nationally. That's what it's about. So we're looking into that. Uh, it, it's been wild, man. Well, we've got a plan coming together, though. No, that is definitely a big problem. And you are not the only candidate for the House where I've heard this. Um, friend of the show, George Santos, who's actually running in the district that I live in, also received messages like this, and they're investigating it too. While last time I checked, he was up. Um, they haven't counted all the absentee ballots in New York, so there's still a chance that you know if his name wasn't on the ballot in these Republican strongholds, then you know they, that needs to be investigated because that is his district, that's his area, and his name should be on the ballot. He is. He won the Republican primary by default. There was no one else running against him. And he's a legitimate candidate for the House of Representatives, just like you are, Luke. And there's no reason why, you know, this this isn't like some weird third party stuff. Like you started your exactly, political party. Exactly. You're not like, yeah. oh, this we're the wolf party out of, you know, Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. You're legit, you know, you're a candidate for a major party and for the House of Representatives and your name and rep allegedly, reportedly not on the ballot. And that is a serious issue. Um I wanted to get your thoughts on some of the insanity going on in your home state of Pennsylvania. Um, apparently, it's really hard to count votes or even just, 
you know, send in your ballot correctly in Pennsylvania or, you know, just follow the rules in terms of poll watchers and not boarding up. When, I mean, there's just a whole bunch of insanity going on in Pennsylvania. If you could just give the folks a little bit of insight into what's going on. There is. Yeah, absolutely. So we have cases uh, I'll, I'll go through kind of touch on on several things that I've been pinged on. So we have cases being uh, tried and being investigated, just like mine, of uh, what's called ballot fixing or sanitizing ballots. For those who don't know, that's basically, uh, let's say I'm a worker, uh, whether it's a USPS worker or a poll worker, and a ballot comes in and this ballot is missing a signature or it has a signature in the wrong place, which makes it illegal, or it has uh, the wrong address for the voter, which also makes it illegal. Things like this that could be chalked up to simple typos, but the bottom line is, they delegitimize the ballot. They make it illegal. Um, this is like you, you know, it, filling in the answer C on a test and the answer is A. It doesn't matter if you knew the answer or not. You filled in C. It's wrong. It's illegitimate. Um, these people are going in and ballot fixing or sanitizing ballots is going in and saying, ah, that's a small mistake. Let me just rewrite the signature here. Let me just change the address here so that this ballot can count. That's one thing that's being looked into, pushed back against and investigated. Uh, and other thing that we have is, is simply this kind of unexplained delay in, in counting. As I, I noted here in Allegheny County, my race, you guys, I'd encourage you to look up PA18 via WPXI, the election report. Uh, it's 83% reporting. It's been stuck at 83% for about the last, uh, I think, three days or so, maybe two days. Um, that's ridiculous. 17% outstanding after a week. Uh, the elections were a week ago. Um, and, and I am not the exception. This is happening uh, around the U.S. and certainly in PA. On top of that, we have the Supreme Court where Justice Alito, who was responsible for PA, had to step in, had to issue an order, say, hey, wait a second, separate these ballots uh, into the groups that represent when they were cast, whether it's in person or via mail or late via mail. Um, and also make sure that we have uh, Republican poll watchers having the right to be present, uh, they and their legal team. This is something that the Supreme Court of the United States had to do. So people who are saying, no, there are no cases of, of any any mischief or any foul play or, or, or even error, right? It doesn't have to be foul play. If it's error, it, that would also throw off an election. Uh, they're simply wrong. They're just simply wrong. I mean, talking about foul play, there is there's so much evidence of foul play, whether or not it is just people doing it on their own, whether or not it comes from higher ups in the Democrat Party. But we've seen the videos of people coming with court orders stating you have to allow Republican poll watchers into your facility. And they're like, oh, we can't allow anyone else and anyone else in because of COVID. Well, you yep. have 16 yep. people in there who are Democrats. Take yeah. half of them out. <laughs> you have to have bipartisan poll watchers because if yep. it was the other way around, they would have burned down the polling station. Democrats would have been riding outside throwing bricks and rocks and burned down the polling station. This double standard is absolutely ridiculous. It's the same thing. Now they're like, oh, just give up, concede. You know, it's about unity now. You spent the last <laughs> four years calling us all racist and, and you know, um, xenophobes and all these other terrible things. And now because yeah. you won, now because you won, everything's cool. That's the biggest problem that we have with the American nonsense. right now. Utter nonsense. If, if I'm not winning, everything's bad. As soon as I'm winning, oh, no, no, it's all good. No, it's fine. You know, just you know, let's, let's all come together now. No, you had a chance, 2016, to come together as a country. You chose. You chose to make this essentially a political war. And you Not only that, but, but the, the simple comparison that gets me fired up, and it's so basic, you consider it from a hypocrisy standpoint, is for three and a half years, we had Democrat leaders and the Democrat media telling us that Donald Trump was an illegitimate president, 
on CNN and on MSNBC, they said he might be a Russian plant. All of this without evidence, telling you that the man you voted for was illegitimate and trying to throw him and his family and cabinet in prison. This is what happened for three years. And they did that investigation with your taxpayer dollars. And now they're out here and they have the gall one election cycle later to say fraud is, is a myth. It's impossible for our elections to be hacked. And if you think anything else, you're crazy, you're anti-democracy, and you're dangerous. How dare you wait a few weeks to call this election? That's what they're saying now. That bait and switch is, it's unreal. And for anyone who is anywhere near a reasonable person, it, they, should, they should call it unreal. And the amazing part is, so, you know, yes, again, Trump is a fake president, right? He's a Russian plant. He stole the election. Joe Biden and his team and the media declared victory before all the votes were even counted. Not even, yep. okay, we need to look at it again. Before they were even yep. counted. And you have almost all these swing states are 1% or less. 1% yes. or less difference. They are going to be recounted. Nothing is over. But they And most people don't it. know this. 1% or less in most states means an automatic recount. That yep. means that Donald Trump doesn't even have to ask for that recount. It means by law in most of these states, 1% or less means, nope, we're recounting it no matter what. And then that's to say nothing about what Donald Trump is pushing for. So so th these ideas that it's said and done are, are simply from people who do not know the system we have in place. And then we saw, if you, anyone here watches the Crowder show, they had lists of people who voted who were born before 1920, so over 100 years old. And then they had their obituaries. And then they had their ballots. They had somewhat people who were born in 1900. 1900. And then they had the obituaries from like 1970. You have thousands, thousands of dead people voting via mail-in ballots. You have illegal illegal immigrants in Arizona and Nevada voting. There is so much wrong with this election. Listen, at the end of the day, Biden might still win. It's possible. They might do, they might throw out all the bad ballots. They might do all the recounts and he might still win. Mm -hmm. But at least if they do all that, we'll know, listen, they legitimately won this election. Yep, amen. Stole it. I, That's listen, it. It's you win some, you lose some. It would suck to have Biden as president because it means that Kamala Harris is probably going to be president within the year. But th that would suck and it would be terrible for this country. But guess what? We would survive because we would we have a huge coalition on the right now. Huge, but, but way bigger than what we had in 2016. And but, the Senate and the Supreme Court and exactly. made back ground in the House. So we'll be OK. But but what we will not be OK in is a, a corrupt system, which we accept moving forward. That will not, we will not be okay with that. Because what that means is that any swing state, any swing district is now open to fraud. People have been emboldened to that if we let this go. That's why we cannot let this go. Yeah, I mean, there there's a lot going on. And we saw, listen, even Fox News tried to call this thing for Biden. And we, if you look today, real clear, sorry, I can never say this. I was talking about it all day. Real clear. Real clear yeah. They showed Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, and North Carolina all up for grabs. They they subtracted whatever was given to Biden and they put yeah. Biden back down. I think it's like 253 or something like yeah. that. So it is not over. The media does not call elections. And it's scary Correct. to think that they are trying to pressure. Do they? They're trying to pressure the president. They're not trying to pressure the president. They're trying to get everyone riled up so that when or if 
this thing goes the other way. There will be massive civil unrest. There will be even a bigger split in this country. And you and they'll be the ones that benefit. Because guess what? Yeah. Guess what people on the left are going to do? They're going to have CNN on 24-7. Because CNN is going to be talking about how President Trump invalidated legal ballots. And he took away <clears throat> your right to vote because he's a fascist. Which is the exact yeah. opposite of what President Trump is. Yes. No, that's completely right, man. I, I mean, that is that is the play here. They're, they're kind of... Uh, positioning themselves for a bit of a win-win scenario in a really disgusting anti-democracy way. And here's the win-win. The win-win is if they get away with cheating, they win. And if they don't get away with cheating, but they but then Trump wins, then they get to turn around and do what they've done for the last three and a half years and say, ah, this now his second term is illegitimate and he is a dictator. And he has all these things simply because he and his cabinet and the law and AG Bill Barr insisted that the rules of our republic be honored. That, that, that's what they're going to try and do. But look, we, we can fight against this. We can survive this. We can push back and we can win. But uh, that doesn't mean it's not going to be a rocky road. I do think it's going to be a rocky road. Um, and you're, you're right. I actually heard today several news sources have now projected North Carolina for Trump. Alaska, I, I don't think anyone, even the le most left of the left, even though it hasn't been called, we all know it's going for Trump. I, I so can't these are, Alaska hasn't been called. How many more votes do they possibly have to count? I, you've got me, man. I, I don't know what their excuse is. Uh, I, I, you, it's it's far gone. It's, some of the, these these systems are just terrible right now, and they're being exposed, which is good. But um, but yeah. So so Alaska, North Carolina, uh, Georgia, and Arizona are very very much in play. We're seeing more military and absentee ballots come in that are favoring Trump in the percentages. So uh, so I mean, look, once North Carolina, Alaska, and either Georgia or Arizona or Arizona go for Trump. You best believe that that Kamala and Biden are going to be sweating uh, for, for the next couple of days, and rightfully so. I mean, it's amazing that the media has gone full on on this whole Biden and Kamala thing. They literally, it might have been CBS. It was one of the CBS channels. They had a whole thing where they brought in Girl Scouts to talk about what it means that Kamala Harris is the first black Indian vice female vice president. It's like, but right. she's not. It's yeah. not over. The election is not over. She might very right. well be that, but she is not yet. And, and the legal process so hasn't taken it. place. The legal right. process of our state legislatures and our national legislature recognizing a president, the swearing in, none of that has happened. Uh, so so it, it's really disgusting that they're trying to pull this. And even uh, I would tell anyone who's around our ages, man, uh, if we can, we're old enough to remember back when Gore and Bush were going at it for 37 days. Um, now, Neither Gore or Bush threw huge victory parties uh, because at, at least even though I've got my complaints about both men, at least both of them respected the system enough that they were like, no, we don't do that. We don't do that. What did Kamala and Joe do as soon as the mainstream media called for them? Not the legal system, the mainstream media. They threw victory parties. They started going around disgusting stuff. And Gore was called the president. And even he, he didn't throw these victory parties. So it, anyone who's looking at this with a level head should be worried and disgusted by what they see happening on the left. Even if Joe and Kamala end up winning, they are still guilty of a uh, practice. Oh, Luke, oh, there he is. Stuff. 
All right, Luke, you cut out for a second. The end of that rant after you said Joe Biden and Kamala are guilty of, uh, and then I think just uh, I think our dangerous overlords kind of just cut <laughs> in and we're taking you out. I got word for you. I thought we were gonna hear helicopters and gunshots <laughs> and all that stuff. No, no. And then you just like kind of see me, you know, clawing at the wall as I'm being dragged off screen. No, they're guilty of dangerous and really anti anti American stuff. That that's all. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Um, you know, there are some other issues that are going along. One of our listeners actually uh, asked, uh, brought this up, so I'm going to pop it on the screen for a second. Um, the Dominion uh, software, that is apparently the glitches were switching votes. Yes, that is a huge issue because this was this software was in every single swing state. So nothing is done yet. They still have to, they have yeah. to investigate that software. That has Absolutely. to be done regardless of what happens. That has to be done because that is very, very serious. They start off with 6,000 votes. It's, um, what was it, Michigan? The guy in Michigan thought he lost. They switched the votes, and he, won, he they thought he lost by like 100, and he won by like over 1,000. So, yep. yeah, that is definitely something that needs to be pushed. And uh, another one of our Facebook, listener, uh, Facebook listeners talking about New York needs to be okay. Listen, New York, there are whole other issues. Um, voter fraud in New York, if, if it's true that George Santos was not on the ballot in his district, yes, this needs to be investigated. We need to fix the issues with the system. What you're not going to get those votes back because they're gone. It's over. Election day is done. So if he wasn't on your ballot, you don't get to vote for. I mean, you could have wrote wrote him in. If you knew that George Santos was supposed to be on your ballot and he's in your district, you could have wrote him in. But that's not something we're getting back. But it is something that needs to be looked into because we need to have free and fair elections. We cannot have. Hugo Chavez nonsense where, oh, look, we found 100,000 ballots in the middle of the night. That's not the way our elections work. You either win two, yeah, or you Two lose. things there. So, number one, if, if anybody is listening and they disagree, number one, I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're tuning in. But number two, um, go ahead and tweet at me, uh, Luke Edison 20. I am seriously interested because I haven't found a single instance where these glitches or these uh, ballot dumps that they find in the middle of the night go for Republicans. If you, if anyone is aware of a single instance where a glitch was found that favored Republicans or where a ballot dump was, oh my gosh, we found a thousand ballots solely for Donald Trump. Go ahead and tweet it at me. I have not found a single instance of that. And when it comes to Dominion, yeah, man, I mean, there are really two possibilities here. Either number one, it was not a software glitch and, glitch and someone needs to be arrested. Or number two, it was a software glitch, which means every single re uh, region where that Dominion software is being used needs to now be investigated. Because if it's a software glitch, that means it's present elsewhere. You know, this really reminds me, It's they always say that uh, art imitates life, but now this is life imitating art. Have you ever watched Parks and Recreation? Yeah. So the, when she when Leslie Nope runs for office against uh, Paul Rudd's character, and they try to vote for Leslie Nope, it goes, "Are you sure?" That's what uh, this <laughs> that's what this Dominion software software reminds me of. It's like Trump, Biden. No, 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 no. I said Trump. No, oh, I said but Trump. Biden. Yeah. It's like, are you sure? Are you really sure you want Trump? Yes. Okay, Biden. Like that's what's good. It seems it seems too like insane to be true. But that's what's going on. We have to clean up our elections again. At the end of the day, if Biden wins. He won. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about it, but it has to be clean. It has to be fair. If, like you said before, if, if a hundred thousand Trump votes showed up in the middle of the night, I'd be like, something's not going right here. It's the same thing where if Trump legitimately loses this election and he goes, I'm not leaving the white house. Guess what? You're going to have to drag him out. I don't yeah. think he would do that. And I still don't think he's going to lose. 
but we have to have a fair system. We can't, we're not always going to win. That's just the way it is, but it has to be done fairly. We have to make sure it's done fairly, whether or not it's for our guy or the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that should not be a controversial opinion at all, especially in light of the precedent that's been set, which is that it's okay to investigate people for three plus years on the taxpayer dollar with with um, zero evidence. I, I mean, look, we spent millions, we had multiple agencies on it, and Trump was not convicted of anything when it comes to the Russian collusion myth. So if that is the precedent that has been set, and it has been, then then this is this should be no big deal. This should not be controversial at all to say, wait a second, pump the brakes, this is a crazy election. Even if no fraud was suspected, it is still an unprecedented election in that we had mass mail-in ballots for the first time in history. So, and we had the greatest voter turnout in history. So even from that perspective of, okay, maybe not fraud, but just from a, this election stands out, let's look into it a little bit more. Let's take a little time because we've set the precedent that elections can be hacked by people like Russia. It's it's really simple for anyone to stand against it is is willing uh, willing hypocrisy. Yeah, it's it's we spent three years saying you stole this election, and now we're not in favor of investigating elections simply because we won. Yeah, and that that's a real problem. It's oh, our democracy dies in the dark, right? Democracy is dead. Well, one, we don't have a democracy. But to your point, is you only it's we had this on an episode a few weeks ago. Selective tyranny. When mm. things are working in their favor, they're fine with it. It doesn't matter what it is, right? It's and there are people on the right who are in favor of it, too. If you see people like, uh, what's his name, Nick Fuentes or whatever, he's all for the government, like banning pornography and doing all these other things. And in reality, the government is not your tool to force people to live how you want them to live. Mm -hmm. They are there to protect your rights and to protect our nation from foreign invaders. They've grown beyond control of what they were supposed to be. But they, the government is not your hammer to go hit a nail. It's not because guess what? If what might happen in January is eventually the other side takes control and guess what they're going to do they're just going to want revenge that's yeah. all they're going to want yeah. and then it's good that's why i'm not in favor of packing the courts because if we if joe biden packs courts or even if president trump pulls out this victory and he packs the courts guess what when the democrats get in charge if they have the house and the senate oh now we're going to pack the courts and now we have three thousand people in the supreme court and every single time the president changes they just add more seats to the more supreme people court. Yeah, yeah. It, it it gets completely out of control we need to shrink our government not not expand it okay like, have you guys seen the senate in star wars you know the senate has like it's like this huge thing this parthenon that that's going to be the supreme court in 20 years if, if we uh allow packing the courts it's like eighty thousand justices you know as long as as long as 40,001 of those are, are Republicans. <laughs> it's, not, it's crazy stuff, man. Um, and, and you're right. And, and you know, I, I think, I don't think I need to tell you, but for the listeners to set you guys at ease, look, even if, even if this does, uh, you know, get legally addressed and Joe Biden and Kamala do win, um, that these crazy ideas like packing the court, which Joe Biden and Kamala are pretty darn open about wanting to do, uh, they can't do it now because we have the Senate and we have the Supreme Court. So um, so I, I think that there is a lot of peace to be found in remembering that, that this is not regardless. This is not a worst case scenario. This is not doomsday. Yes, this this is not. Um, what is it? Obama in 08, where he took yeah. a supermajority in the Senate and then the House and had the presidency. And I think they had the Supreme Court at that time or it was very even. So this is not one of those things where it's the end of days. As long as we hold on to the Senate, even if Biden and Kamala get in, nothing is going to get past that Senate. Yep. They're, they're right. not going to forget. They're not going to forget what was done over the last three and a half years. That's not happening.
Good old, good old Mitch is gonna gonna hold the line. Cocaine Mitch. <laughs> Cocaine Mitch. <laughs> you know, and here's another piece of um, I it, it's more of an observed an observed piece of piece of evidence, and it's this. Uh, we see people now like Bill Barr, Mitch McConnell, and um, uh, Pompeo now all coming out and saying, wait a second, there's some legit investigations to happen here, and we're actually confident in them. Uh, what that tells me is specifically um, Pompeo and A.G. Barr. These are men who have built up a, a reputation for professionalism and also for, for watching their backs politically. They, they, they don't want to be viewed as conspiracy theorists and sellouts. Uh, th these are men who have built up their reputation, their career over years. So all that to say, if gentlemen like them are willing to put their necks out on the line and say, wait a second, there's something to these investigations. I think that that should excite you because these aren't, you know, this isn't Donald Trump Jr. coming out and saying it. Of course, he's going to say that because it's his father. Uh, and I'm not saying that makes him a liar, but it's his father. These are these are other political operatives who have careers to protect and reputations to protect. And they're saying there's something here. That is that uh, that should have the right excited and, and the left sweating. Yeah, and the biggest thing that we do have to think about, you know, should this election not go our way, is where do we go from here? Mm. I mean, a lot of this coalition that was built was built on the back of President Trump. He is a very unique person. He is not a politician, but he is also a very magnetic person. He is a very magnetic personality. He motivates people. People believe in him. This giant coalition of African-Americans uh, and Latinos, this was built on President Trump. This was non-existent in the Republican Party, and ex especially for like the least of the last like 80, 90 years, right. until President Trump came around. And the one thing I don't want to see is I don't want to see us go backwards. I don't want us yeah. them to then put in, you know, Mitt Romney again. Or like something like Mitt Romney, like you know, Mitt Romney's just the worst. It's, it's he's not even a Republican. I really don't understand how he's part of the Republican Party. But that we can't go backwards. We need people who are going to, you know, keep the message going that we need we need Reagan era Republicans. That's what we need. We need to reinstitute that. That needs to become the Republican Party because if we don't, we're going to lose all the progress we made. We made even twenty twenty four. Let's say President Trump does win. We yeah. have to also think about 2024. Who's next? I know. I, that's right. That is darn right, man. And, and yeah, I mean, I think you can say it all with one statement. Wasn't nobody making rap songs about Mitt Romney, right? I mean, no. every, everybody's made. I would encourage people to go check out the rap song by uh, Bryson uh, Gray, I think, called uh, Gun Toe and Patriot. Dude, I love it. It's a great beat. Uh, it's an awesome song. And, and here we have Hispanics. Uh, we've got Latinos, we've got the black community and the white community and the working class and the upper class all loving the energy of Trump. Uh, no one was doing that for Romney. No one was doing that for McCain. Uh, we need to hold on to that type of energy and, and unifying uh, attraction within our party. Uh, so I completely agree, man. And yeah, that type of an attitude has to live on. It has to be con contagious. Yeah. And we saw, listen, the, Demo the reason why the Democrats hated Trump so much is because they thought that they were going to win every election going forwards. They thought forever we are going to win every presidential election. We are going to hold on to everything. And then here comes Donald Trump and yeah. just takes a big steaming crap all over their plans. And they couldn't handle it. So yeah. what they have to do, they figure, hey, you know what? He got in. We're going to take him down. Mm -hmm. And every time they try to take him down, it backfired because they spent three and a half years lying. Yeah. Lying. Yeah. It's that's right. 
And we, what we can't do is we cannot lose, again, we cannot lose the progress that we have made inside of the Republican Party to gain ground in the biggest minority demographics because people are just waking up and going, hey, I don't want these Democrat policies. They've seen what's happened in Chicago. They've seen what's happened in Philadelphia, Baltimore. They've seen what de Blasio has done to New York in less than 20 years. New York went from being completely redeemed to a complete dump again. It's they've seen San Francisco. They see all this going on and they realize the Democrat Party does not care. Their policies right. do not help the community. And we can't we just we really do need to keep this progress going forward. Oh, my God. He's alive. Oh, I, baby. Oh, my God. Thank God, Gabe. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Gabe, so I'm going to let you jump in on this. We were just talking about the progress made inside of the black and Latino communities done by President Trump and uh, kind of how we need to make sure we keep pushing forward regardless of how this election ends up. And if, even if it does end up going well for President Trump, we do have to look at 2024 and keep the voter base motivated and moving in the right direction. Yeah. So, I mean, and thank you for letting the Latino answer the question about minorities. It, it yeah. really, uh, well, I was going to do it, but I was going to have to turn off the lights so people didn't know that I'm white. Thank you. Uh, look, just for reference here, um, Evan likes to you know, label me as white when, it can, when it's convenient for him. Ah, uh, yes, sure. yes. I love it. Well, that, that's not too different from what, what the Democrats frequently do, right? I mean, the, the one 1,024th uh, Native American Indian is, is a perfect example. So I love yeah. it. it. It's the modern way. That's it how we do things. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, to, to, in all seriousness, to answer your question, uh, the president, what, what Trump was able to do was really target high minority areas, Hispanic uh, and black areas, and bring resources from his campaign to them uh, to actually get out the message because we saw that social media was actually uh, censoring a lot of the stuff that the president put out or any of the you know social media content creators or influencers. They were limited too, so he went and did what he always does is go directly to the source. If you're going to block him on Twitter, he's going to show up at your doorstep. Figuratively, but, you know, he's, uh, it's something that I don't think uh, that we, we've seen from presidential candidates happen in a long time, especially from the Republican ticket. And that's why I've gone on record, and I'll say it again, that he's made it a bigger tent. Even Gavin said last time, it's no, it's no longer a country club mentality. It's really about... Uh, you know, urban development, but not into expand, uh, you know, the urban uh, social welfare state. It's about ex the urban ex development in building infrastructure. And it's like the anti-Obama kind of. Remember how Obama built this giant coalition? President Trump did it the exact opposite way. And it made it more about personal responsibility, about the economy, about employing people, and about getting people back to work. And that's a system that works. And Every time I talk to a leftist, always like, well, trickle-down economics only benefits people at the top. No, dumb-dumb. When people at the top make money, you know how they make money? It's not from one business. It's from multiple businesses. It's from investing in the stock market and other businesses to employ the people at the bottom. You need to find people jobs. Joe Biden, his plan is essentially to do the New Deal all over again. He wants to basically employ – it's the Bernie Sanders method. Everyone's going to work for the government. If it was that easy, don't you think they would have done it already? That's not the solution. It's never been the solution. And they've already said that FDR prolonged the Great Depression by eight years. 
due to his policies. This it's like they don't learn. They don't learn. They keep trying the same shit. It's a definition of insanity. It's like they are literally just banging their head into a steel pole, going one day I'm gonna knock this thing down. The best thing to happen to FDR was World War II. <laughs> I, I thought it was polio. Oh my god, Evan! What? This is my damn show. <laughs> yeah, but I I agree though. It was World War II, right? It, it made him out to be a, a hero, and it gave him an opportunity to be strong. Uh, in a time when he really had not been strong economically or from a leadership perspective, for sure. He really That's didn't have a great point. Stand on. Yeah, no, I mean, he also, like, profited off of, you know, winning the war. But... Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, let's, not, let's not forget that FDR was a giant raci racist and a proto-fascist who uh, thought Mussolini was a great leader. That, that he was. That he was. That, that that is that is often left out of the textbooks, but it, it's true. I, I mean, no one wants to talk about right. The last person to lock up Americans in internment camps was a Democrat named FDR against the Japanese, right? Because of the way that they looked, not because of any intelligence, because of the way that they looked. Um, no one wants to talk about that, and yet we, we like to pretend that Donald Trump is the one, you know, ripping babies from from the arms of of immigrants or something like that. Simply not true. He's saving them from the mouths of the coyotes. Everyone knows that, Luke. Almost literally. It, it is almost literally. And that, that one blew my mind, too. It's like that got buried in the hubbub of the election. But people saying how hilarious Donald Trump thinks coyotes are, are like literal animal coyotes are, are smuggling kids over. It's like, has no one heard this term before? I, I mean, this is used. I'm pretty sure Barack Obama used it when he was talking about the, the border. It's I mean, been used everywhere for years. This is like a t over a 25-year-old term that's been yeah. widely known. Yep. It's like but anything, anything they can spin. Yeah, it was like when Nancy Pelosi was defending MS-13, saying that uh, they weren't, in fact, animals. They're people, too. <laughs> and then the Democrats were like, oh, my God, he called the immigrants animals. He's like, no, <laughs> a violent, horrible organization. Yes. Act yes. like animals and, you know, forfeit their humanity when they do such atrocities. And those right. are animals. MS-13, the KKK, the Taliban, I think it's it should be uncontroversial to call them animalistic. Like, And, and yet... <laughs> You know, we, we focus on the one thing that we can we can uh, we can attack, which is well, but they're Hispanic, so that's why he called them animals. Shut up, man! Just shut up! My goodness! <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's really ridiculous. The left has literally gone. It, it, it's no matter what the right says, they're always going to say the opposite. Yes. So literally, you could go Al Qaeda or Hamas is a terrorist organization. You're Islamophobic. That's not true. No, no, they are. They are literally yep. terrorist organizations. It's non-debatable. No, no, you're Islamophobic. It's always, they are so adversarial. And again, their call for unity now, you know, listen, you can take that unity and I'll tell you where you can shove it because the last three and a half years, you've been telling me I was racist. Oh, I'm blown in that because the last five years, you've been telling me I was a racist because I didn't like Barack Obama. Okay. So it's really enough. You can't, you don't get to call me a racist for five years with no basis. And then all of a sudden you win an election. And you get to go, you know, we should all really come together. You know what? Shove it. Yep. Uh, I agree. What was that uh, That girl that like had no nose and she fled like the Middle East? Malala? Oh, uh, Malala. Yeah, yeah, Malala, yeah. There we go. My name is Malala, I think is her. Oh, she's the one who got shot in the face by Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Yeah, well, when the terrorist attacks happened in, in France, she came out and made a statement saying that, uh, you know, if you keep label, labeling them as terrorists, they're going to continue to do terrorist things and that's how terrorism grows. And I said, well, if you don't label your enemy, then they don't take, you know, you don't 
assume responsibility for mm. you know, and take for action against these people. That's how that grows. So, I listen, I, I I don't I don't want to kick um, a young girl who was shot in the face by Al Qaeda when she's still clearly down, but her opinion means jack to me. Okay, on that. It's the same thing. What was her name? Emma Gonzalez or whatever her name was in Parkland. Who's talking about gun control? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah you went to a tragedy. Your opinion oh. on gun control means absolutely jack to me. Just well, because you're a victim of a crime doesn't make you an expert on anything. We're not playing. That's right. That, that's correct. Yeah, that, that is a great point. And, and Ben Shapiro has said this, and I think he said it right. Look, going through a, trage a tragedy does not make you an expert on the subject matter that was used to execute that tragedy, right? So if I go through a terrible car crash, I'm not all of a sudden an expert mechanic or an expert uh, constructor of roadways. Uh, if I go through a school shooting, I'm not all of a sudden an expert on guns and gun control policy and the effectiveness thereof. That's not how it works. Uh, and yet that's how that's the emotional argument that's being made. So I, I agree. I, I mean, you know, we, we can care for the people while still holding them to the standard of intellectual integrity and saying, wait a second, we, we care for you. But that doesn't mean that all of a sudden your policy is, is law or, or is a godsend to us. No, 100%. I mean, but is that girl that uh, Miss Gonzalez, was she the one that shaved her head? Yeah, she's the one who also said they found out that her and her friends bullied um, Nicholas Cruz, that scumbag. I'm sorry I just said the name, but I do, I completely forgot that we weren't doing that. But she's like, oh, well, you didn't know him. He was terrible. That's why we bullied him. It's like, all right, so, you know, you're also a piece of garbage going around bullying people, you know. Hmm. So, I, I hadn't heard that. That's interesting. Yeah, so now that, now that we know that Nicholas Cruz was bullied relentlessly by his uh, classmates, does that make him an expert on policies for bullying in schools? Right. We now wow. make every law based off what Nicholas Cruz thinks about bullying. I mean, right. It, Right. can't operate that way. You have to operate with, when you're making laws, when you're making public policy, you have to operate within reality. You can't just be like, oh, I feel so bad for this person. You know what? Let's ban all the guns because this young child was the victim of a crime. Like, we can't do that. That's not the way the world works. Right. Right. I mean, crimes are committed in many different ways and by using many different uh, means of execution, that to, to treat everyone as as the final judge simply because they were the victim of a certain crime is it's not the way that that a safe and logical democracy or society is run and uh and, and to pretend that it is 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 going to lead us down a bad path but sadly it's all about marketing these days right it's not about logic it's not about effectiveness it's not even about saving lives certainly to the left and the media it's it's a bloodthirsty game of um of marketing and uh, sorry, I got a low battery uh, warning there. But yeah, it's a bloodthirsty game of marketing where, where n nothing else matters as long as you're, you're getting the clicks, you're getting the dollars, you're getting the views. Well, speaking about policy, uh, apparently, latest news was that Biden was projected by the Associated Press. Then they took it away by real clear politics. So apparently the press is now determining uh, who we choose as president. But... People are already put, uh, putting the office of the president-elect whenever Joe Biden speaks, which I didn't know that was an office. Uh, but I wanted to ask... Uh, it's in a cardboard box underneath the freeway. Yeah, pretty much. I wanted to ask the young wolf himself, uh, because uh, Joe Biden is from your home state. Uh, yeah. What do you think, from a marketing and policy perspective, uh, what do you think about Joe Biden's uh, tax... Uh, sorry, 
gun control plans, which do include <laughs> attacks on guns. What do you think about that from a policy perspective? Well, so from, from what I know of his gun control plans, it's basically basically hand over power to Beto O'Rourke, who wants to, hell yes, take your AR-15, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that's literally, he said Beto would be uh, someone who leads and informs his policy. And Beto said he's coming for AR-15s. Um, and Joe Biden also, you, you know, reinforced that in that popular exchange he had with the um, the union worker. Uh, and Joe Biden has also shown repeatedly that he knows nothing about gun laws. Uh, and this isn't necessarily about purchasing guns, about gun laws at all, about gun safety. He said that cops should um, should shoot criminals in the leg. So it's a non-vital hit. Um, anyone who knows anything about shooting the leg knows that that's actually one of the most deadly places you can be hit because your arteries right there. Uh, so so there are several places in your body, your arms, your shoulders, your lower leg, uh, and even in your lower torso that are less likely to kill you than your upper thigh and your leg. So he knows nothing about what he's talking about. He said to go outside and do something illegal. If your house is being attacked, go out, grab a double barrel shotgun, fire two blasts into the air. That is a crime. It is a federal crime. Um, you should not fire your firearms, uh, you know, willy nilly up into the air. And it would leave you defenseless with an unloaded gun while your house is being attacked in the scenario that Joe Biden himself created. So so he knows nothing about what he's trying to talk about. He called Air uh, 15s, Air 14s. Um, and he, he does want to come and take your guns. Uh, I mean, this is this is nonsense. Uh, this is something that he'd have to go against the Constitution itself for. And uh, and we, we can't stand for it. About a hundred percent. I mean, he. It makes me sad <laughs> with what's been happening. Uh, not in like a depressed way. I, I'm not like having meltdowns like liberals typically do. It's like, oh, it's so sad. He thinks that he's speaking in common sense. Oh, yeah. You know, I just it's sad that we now have an office of the president-elect. You know. <laughs> And the votes aren't even done being counted. It's it's we went over this before. It's even if they were being done being counted, all these swing states, it's less it's one percent or less margin, which means an automatic recount. And that doesn't even take into account all these ballots that need to be reviewed because they were mail-in ballots. Wisconsin's had problems for years with their mail-in ballots. All that stuff's gonna be reviewed. All these things need to be looked at. Nothing has been done yet. No one has been elected president. Media called this for some weird reason. And it's just, it's like everyone just kind of jumped on board. And it's its a little ridiculous that people don't understand how an election works. They had to, though. They, they, I think that they had to call it. Because if they didn't call it and then the truth came to light and the truth showed that Donald Trump won, then they wouldn't have that leg to stand on to say, ah, he stole another election. Then it would just be, oh, well, well the legal process took place and, and, you know, and he won. But now they can say, wait a second. Everyone believed Joe Biden was the president-elect. It feeds into this this disgusting system of lies and of manipulation that they're shoving down the throats of the uh, American people, specifically the American people who are not educated on what we were just talking about, which is automatic recounts within one percent, which is uh, these these other legal systems um, that that have to be in place for an election to be finalized. Most people don't know that, and so when CNN or MSNBC or now the the, the new uh, you know communist Fox News. Um, when they tell them something, they take it as, as gospel. And that's just terrible. You know, what's amazing though, is that CNN told everyone for, like you said before, Luke, CNN told everyone for three years that the president was illegitimate, that he was a Russian pawn and that there was evidence of Russian collusion. They had, they had evidence. They knew he was going to get impeached. He was going to be kicked out of office because they had the smoking gun. And then they didn't, they had nothing. And now people are still trusting CNN with it's, it's, 
it's amazing. Like people are so far into that echo chamber. And I'm kind of glad that Fox News kind of messed up with this because it gets it gets people on the right out of that echo chamber. It's like, oh, yeah. wait, they are yeah. just as bad as everyone else. We need to make sure we're looking into things. We need to make sure that we are patronizing independent news media and, you know, independent podcasts like our own. I make sure you go to EmpireStateConcertNetwork.com for all of our blogs. <laughs> <Plug. laughs> <laughs> but that, it, you need to do your own research. You have to. It's it's um, it's online literacy. It's something that we learn in, in education. Is you, you have to learn what sources are legitimate, what sources are not. And you have to be able to differentiate that on your own so that you know when you're doing research, what's real and what's not. Because you can't write a research paper off of Wikipedia if Wikipedia is telling you that George Washington was five foot two and had green hair and six toes. Well, it could be on Wikipedia. It doesn't make it true. You have to be able to tell what is real and what is not. Just because something's on Fox News, which was right-leaning for the last, you know, however many years, doesn't make it right. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> aside from the shameless plug, you, you can't write an, uh, a college paper off of uh, Wikipedia, but you can use the references. Just saying. I wrote many college papers off of Wikipedia, but I checked the references to make sure the information was legitimate. Spark Notes, baby. That Spark Notes carried me through many a literature class. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, it, it's true. I, I mean, the, the media is, is far gone. And that sadly, I, I wish that they would be taken to task even more than they are. It's great to see them losing viewership, but they should be uh, more so. Uh, because look, these are the, the same losers who I believe intentionally committed uh, psychological warfare against the American people, telling them that Donald Trump was going to lose Ohio by double digits, blatant lie. Donald Trump was probably going to lose Florida, blatant lie. Texas was in play and likely to flip, blatant lie. Um, these are these are things that some people, in the, specifically in the media, say, ah, another mistake. Darn it, we got it wrong again. I don't give them that. I don't grant them that, that mercy, though. That's not what happened. They know that a, a uh, demoralized voter base is less likely to come out. And they know, number two, that a centrist voter is more likely to vote for the person they think will, will win anyway. That's why they lied about the polls. That's why they did it in 2016. That's why they did it again in 2020. It didn't work either time. And now they're trying to get away with it. They're full of lies. They're full of inaccuracies. No, no one should ever believe them again. I mean, it's the same issue that we've had in New York for years. They say, if you, oh, you don't need to vote in New York. It's a blue state. You're never going to win. And look what happened in 2018. They flipped the entire state legislature. They gained a supermajority inside of our state. And what did everyone do this year? They came out and voted. We have several complete underdog candidates who are within either winning or within reach of winning based off absentee ballots. Why? Because people are not believing the lies anymore because yes. we have groups. We have people like us. We have other groups, uh, Chris Wright's uh, Conservative Republican Alliance. We have people doing outreach in the community saying, hey, you need to be voting. If we vote, we can win. And we're gaining ground. And this is this fight is not over. Regardless of what happens with this election, we are still in New York. Luke is obviously in Pennsylvania. I'm sure he will keep fighting regardless of what happens. But this is not the end game. Even if President Trump loses, it's not the end. Politics is every year. It's all the time. This thing does not end. We have to keep fighting and take back our country. Speaking Amen. Of things, yeah, speaking of things of not, uh, not ending, uh, I'd like to ask the politician here uh, a question. So with, the, <laughs> with all of this, um, and I agree with you with what you said about all the PSYOP stuff. I mean, it's, it's really blatant, really textbook stuff. Uh, but with that being said, what if one of the biggest PSYOPs campaigns we've seen overall 
uh, do you think that that this is over? Do you think that COVID is over? Because as soon as they declared, as soon as the Associated Press, as soon as the media declared uh, a victor to uh, Joe Biden, people were partying in Times Square. People were partying throughout the country, yelling out windows. Apparently, we won World War Three, and we had a huge sense of patriotism and nationalism in our country. And I was like, "What the hell?" Unless someone shows up with a Trump hat, and then, and then, and then back to yeah, unify, you know. Man, Antifa went after the Biden rallies. Antifa is literally—they are the Joker in in the Dark Knight. They literally just want everything to burn, and people are going to see that if Biden does win, and Antifa starts going after Biden supporters, people are going to be like, "Oh, maybe we should have been against Antifa this whole time because they weren't really just against Trump; they were against the entire country." Oh. Awkward, right? But and, uh, you know what, man? I, I do think they are going to uh, to rather ungracefully. Uh, they are going to phase out the COVID stories, and and sadly, uh, uh, you heard it here first. It's going to work. Uh, people are going to when you stop hearing COVID, COVID, COVID every night on your news. If you're someone who's watching CNN, MSNBC, Fox all the time, and all of a sudden that just fades out to ten stories a night, five stories a night three stories a night. It's mentioned once every other night. And now it's mentioned once a week and then it's gone. Um, it's going to work. It's going to work for, for, for a dangerously high amount of Americans who are going to say, wow, isn't it great that this just died down and then Biden brought order into this situation and before any of his policies are in place. It, it, they don't need his policies in place. What we just talked about, it's marketing. All they need is to put his name behind it. And God forbid that he does win after the legal case is, is resolved. Um, they're going to put his name behind it, and it's going to fade away. That, that, and, and make no mistake, I'm not saying the medical situation is going to fade away. People will still get sick, but the reporting is going to, be, is going to just be gone, and then that means it's going to be gone out of the heads of, of a lot of voters. That's well, my prediction. If the news doesn't report it, did it really happen? And exactly. And stories like that, that little boy who was shot by that uh, – I forgot where it was. He was shot because he was on the guy's lawn. Disgusting. No Point no blank. Yep. How, many, how many places reported on the Bevel and Beatty stabbing? I know we did. I mean, I don't. I didn't see it anywhere else. Did it even happen? I've seen the video, but you know, you can't talk to anyone about it because they're like, "Well, I never heard of that." So, you know, a quick a quick side note on while while we're we're hitting on these stories that deserve to be reported. Um, I know I'm a big country fan. I don't know about you two, uh, but but uh, Morgan Wallen, who's a a country star I really like. And uh, Brian Kelly of uh, Florida Georgia Line, who I, I must confess I do like a little bro country as well. Some some FGL. Uh, both of them came out specifically Morgan because he was he was pounded by the media because he went to some parties. He went to I believe a Roll Tide game. He went to to see Bama play or something like that. And uh, and he had a party. He had a little a little uh you, you know music session and stuff. He had a good time. And they were like, how dare you? And amid COVID, so he came out and apologized, which I don't think he should have done. But now Brian Kelly and Morgan Wallen both, I'm so proud of them. They posted the pictures of Biden celebrations in the street. And they said, so this BS is here and we can't even book shows. Our bands, our crews, our families need need their jobs, their money back. And we can't book shows. This is BS. And Brian Kelly went as far as to say, I knew that this was BS from the moment that this started back in March. Um, and, and so now it's over. Now that elections are over, he's 100% right. And, uh, and artists, especially smaller artists, who have been scraping and scrimping to get by because their livelihood, their entertainment livelihood was taken away. You should be enraged right now because um, because we're being told that this is all about politics and grandstanding and not one bit about safety.
again, and again, politicians did not do anything when this first happened to tell people how to be healthier, how to boost their immune system. It was shelter in your home. It wasn't, you know, make sure you're getting vitamins, make sure you're getting sunlight, make sure that you're protecting yourself in a proper way. It was stay in your home. And then it was make sure you, you have to wear a mask. If you're not wearing a mask, you're killing grandma. And it was never, it was really never about making people healthier. It really was a political game and the American people should be pissed off at everybody because we were the ones who paid the price for it. If these yep. people give it to Joe Biden and if, the, if these people give the vaccine a whole like saving the country to Joe Biden, I'm going to have a count. Mainly because first of all, God forbid this man wins, which he's not going to. I hope it doesn't bite me in the ass. It's not going to bite me in the ass, but God forbid this man wins. Still has till January to actually assume the actual president, the office of the president, not the office of the president-elect. If not, that's why we nominated Gavin Black to the office of the president-elect yesterday. But um, no, but in all seriousness, if they give him credit for that, then nobody can give Obama credit for saving the economy or Trump inheriting an already healthy economy if that's how we're going to play this game. We can't just start giving people uh, accolades unjustly without any sort of merit. And I'll stand by that. I agree. I agree, man. But, but you know, here we have Trump, three historic peace deals in the Middle East, a historic peace deal in, between uh, North Korea and South Korea, uh, no accolades. And then we have Barack Obama. I, I still am unclear on, on what his Nobel Peace Prize was for. Uh, I mean, for, I for- it was for drone strikes on civilians in <laughs> Libya. Not actual strikes, just, you know, with drones, not with right. human pirates. That's why it's right. more humane. That's that's the, the Obama way, right? I I mean it, it is it is wild to, to think that this is the world we live in where where awards and accolades they, they mean nothing um unless your skin is the right color, right? And this is completely anti uh what MLK said. He said he dreams of a day when we'll be judged not on the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. That's who we choose to be and what we achieve. Um and now they're saying, Nope, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that Kamala Harris locked up mass incarcerated a lot of minorities for something she herself did, which is smoking weed. doesn't matter. She's a minority. So celebrate her, celebrate her skin color. MLK would be uh, turning over in his grave to see this garbage. I think that's the perfect place to stop uh, with MLK being disgusted by Kamala Harris. Um, (laughs) On that note, everyone, thank you so much for watching. If you watched it live, thank you for tuning into our live show. I know we had a little bit of issues getting started, but we will iron that out in the future. And this will be available via all of its regular outlets, audio, and everything else. Luke, why don't you give people uh, the information on where they can find more about you online? Yeah, guys, you can check out uh, negron2020.com. That's my website. We're, we're updating there. If you want to see a really cool presidential shout out we got, it's posted there. Uh, and then all of my social medias are linked there, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, and yeah, anyone in PA 18, look, if you had any problems voting specifically, uh, like the ones we addressed at the beginning of the show or any at all, please reach out to me because we're trying to uh, make this right and make sure that this is free and fair for all legal voters. Gabe, you want to give everyone your 6,000 handles? Yes. Well, first of all, uh, if you are watching this live, and you know, of course you are, you can see that there's a link to go to the shop. All right. So when you go to the shop, there's a there's a code that you can use capital G A B E Gabe ten, and you can get a ten percent off mm. on all purchases. Because if we're gonna shill, I might as well shill harder. Uh, <laughs> aside from that, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Baron underscore Montalvo and at Instagram Baron Montalvo. If you're on the pages tab of Facebook. Uh, type in um, Gabriel E. Montalvo. You can find me there. I'm pretty sure I'm going to change it to just the Baron Montalvo 
on all platforms because I think about joining Parler. So I might do better there. We'll see. Yeah, and guys, if you are watching this, uh, there is a banner at the bottom with all of our social media, although one of the things is spelled incorrectly, so I'll have to fix that. But if you are just listening to this, make sure you follow us on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, and on Parlor at Empire State Conservatives. And please, please visit our website, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com, again, for all of our blogs, shows, and our store. Remember, all of our profits go back into helping spread the message in New York. The fight, even if President Trump wins, the fight in New York is not over. We have a lot of work left to do. Cuomo's up for re-election soon. We need to make sure that we are making this state red and getting rid of that. I'm not going to say it because we've already been banned from too many things. Insert whatever name you want for him right there, guys. But remember, we have a lot of great merchandise, including... Um, you know, our hoodies, hats. Oh, look, there it is. The Make America Armed Again sweatshirt. Um, you know, it's just, you know, a guns and freedom hat, what I'm wearing right now. It's all the best stuff, guys. It's guaranteed. Even leftists who are cheering in the streets right now, they will cry when they see the stuff. I've seen it happen. I've seen tears just flowing in the streets of Long Island. So, guys, for that, keep the faith and don't let fear take your freedom. <laughs>